welcome folks to episode 27 of the ministry of dice podcast we're a uk-based podcast talking about all things dice masters in the united kingdom i'm chris otherwise known as true mr six and my podcasting partner in crime today is andy aka andy's mum andy's mum she's a legend she is she keeps answering all these james and zach questionnaires oh that no that's not the reason why i know her to be legendary less than that this is the intro this is upbeat <laughs> I'm not, even, I'm not even 40 seconds in. Uh, <laughs> you brought your mum up. You well, no, someone that I don't know who's brought my mum up. Uh, I, I'm the one who should be offended. I spend more time with her than anybody. True story. True story. Yes. Good evening, Andy, or good evening as we're recording this. How are you today? I'm very well. You all right? Yeah, I'm not too bad, man. I'm not too bad. Well, as you well know, I've got some rubbishy work things going on. However, however, that's just rubbishy work things. We don't let that get in the way of the of the very important mission at hand, and that is spreading the word about Dice Masters from the United Kingdom with the rest of the world by royal appointment. No less, indeed. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't mess with that kind of stuff. You have to just keep going. You've got to keep going. Stay the course. It's the British way with a cup of tea although i have already finished my cup of tea which is a little disappointing i've just done that thing you know where you pick up your brew to get another slurp and then you realize you've already finished it yeah that's that is the worst feeling in the world sometimes yeah agree that's right the missus is home she'll swing by in a bit and i'll just wave them all get her and hopefully she'll get the hint (laughs) (laughs) well i can't interrupt the recording can i to request a cup of tea no no no. So, lots going on in the world of Dice Masters. Lots going on in the world of Dice Masters in these last two weeks since we last recorded. Uh, so much, I don't even know where to begin. I, I'm not even sure where to start. I suppose the first thing to point out is that our colonial cousins have now got brand new product in hand. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I hope you're enjoying it. We um, So, we're, we've started the clock on our six to eight week wait. Tick, 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 tick. Mm, we should start a book, shouldn't we, to see whether it's, you know... Go go six to eight weeks on and get that fourteen that fourteen day period and start taking bets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However, the winner will be the person who goes for the the outside odds and puts six to nine weeks down. Yeah, you know it'll be here when it's here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's not it's not quite the same as when it was blind product. Uh, I suppose one of the advantages of non-blind product is that uh, certainly for these sets, we've seen all the cards now because it's non-blind product. So th- there's no surprises. We're not watching people crack open packs and getting jealous because they've got awesome super rares or seeing those cards that we've not seen yet in spoilers. Um, so it's not quite as painful. It's just the eager anticipation in building teams out of them that's, that's, that's paining us, I suppose, is when we start seeing people brewing with this stuff. Yeah, true. Although the Avengers box set, it's all the same dice, isn't it? Just all, different colour. All the same dice. Oh, you mean as previous versions as, of the of Yeah, the I'm pretty sure everyone is before. So uh, all you need is a good printer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and get it proxied up if you want to start building teams, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that, that's the, the first thing, I suppose, in news-wise in the world of Dice Masters. From our point of view, we've had a lot going on, haven't we? We have, as always. Always busy. Yeah, so if, if you folks haven't already clocked it, we were kindly invited onto DM Armada's YouTube channel uh, and asked to discuss the spoilers, the card spoilers for specifically the Avengers Infinity campaign box. No, we weren't. No, the we Justice Light Lightning team pack. Oh, that's right. Yeah, some other guy did the Avengers Infinity campaign box. Yeah. Was it Ben? It was Ben that did that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, some other guy. <laughs> Hot dog. Shh. 
<laughs> yeah, I do often wonder sometimes there'll be a new player out there who's just started playing the game or recently started playing the game or will be playing the game soon enough with the new campaign boxes things oh look there's a there's Dice Masters podcast here out of out of England I'll check that out and they'll just they'll jump into episode 27 as the most recent episode and they'll have no living idea what we're talking about half the time <laughs> why is he saying hot dog in a funny voice yeah. I'm pretty sure there's people that have listened from the start that think the same thing, mate. So yeah, quite, I'm quite sure. Do you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. So yes, it was the Justice Light Lightning Team Pack. My sincere apologies, Steve. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. So yeah, there was that, and then just recently on Facebook there was quite a stir over. A uh, WizKids posted a survey asking about alternative side event formats for, is it packs? Is it the Worlds? Was it asking about? I didn't actually uh, pay it. I'm not sure if they mentioned when. I think they're just thinking about it and what do players think of their ideas. Yeah, okay, sure. Well, in any case, they created a um, quite the flurry of activity on the social medias. The face tubes and snap twits went wild with commentary from from the usual voices saying the same <laughs> saying the, the same things. The the vocals, yeah, the vocal minorities. So yeah, but really interesting. Is I think it's a, a fascinating thing to be looking at. So one of the formats particularly caught our eye. Although the name of it escapes me right now. Do you remember what the name of it was? Global escalation. Was that it? It was global yes. escalation. It sounds right. <laughs> Why are we never prepared? I know it's awful, isn't it? I should write this stuff down, like make a couple of little notes and stuff. Well, they, you know, it's the whole point is we're trying to encourage people to go and engage with this stuff and go and take a look for themselves. So if you've not seen DM Armada's YouTube channel, they're not seeing our guest spot, then they can go and check it out. If they've not seen the survey, they can go and have a look on Facebook on the Dice Masters Unlimited page. I don't, we don't need the details to do that. We're just encouraging them <laughs> to go and find the details. Uh, the global escalation. There's a lot of uh, different opinions on the Facebooks, as, as there always is. But I love the sound of it. Yeah, so it's golden format, I think, with all yeah. the world championship teams and the, I think it was the US Nationals US. this year, yeah. eliminated from the card pool unless they've got a global on them. Yeah, it's the winner, wasn't it? It's the winning teams yes. minus the globals. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I, I quite like the idea of it as uh, well. I've said it many times on the podcast. I'm a big fan of theme formats and different formats that encourage you to dust off cards that you don't ordinarily use, brew in a different way. Or uh, this one particularly will give some of the sort of tier one and a half, tier two competitive win cons, perhaps a, a new lease of life. Uh, I, I'm particularly interested also to see with the new sets that have come out subsequent to those particular nationals and with the rotations whether a win con that perhaps didn't quite make it has a has a little boost or there's something else down the line that's given it you know a, a little bit more fire in its belly so I, I quite like the sound of this global escalation malarkey but broadly speaking i'm just into anything that encourages new formats that are going to get us to play with cards in a different way or play with cards we don't play with at all yeah definitely there's a 10 in 10 idea as well which is 10 cards from 10 different sets that sounded quite cool as well yeah, so I've I've actually done a similar format down at uh, my FLGS Element Games. We've done a a format of that nature, and it, it's definitely a, a quite a brewing challenge. 
quite quite interesting to engage and think about how you put your team together because what i mean what i generally do with those types of formats is find a win condition that i fancy building around but then the usual cards that you would reach for to support that win condition aren't there then necessarily because they perhaps come from the same set or, yeah you know or uh, we did alphabetical the other week and so then you have to look at other alternatives that may do similar things or may achieve the same result but in a different way and you know it just makes it a little bit more interesting to my mind just on that note uh, down at my games local game store we played we gave truey's draft pack generator we played a sealed event or sort of sealed event we we all went to the the draft pack generator generated a pack and then had to make the best eight card team out of the 12 cards that it generated for us oh cool yeah we used green arrow in the flash and then selected i think it was superman wonder woman for the basic action and that i mean my team was absolutely bobbins it was awful to be fair but, but every everybody's had crutches in it you know yeah but was it fun yeah i enjoyed it i mean i lost dreadfully but i enjoyed it is that a cube is that what when they talk about uh, cubes. Uh, no, so dra- a cube, I believe. I'm not. I'm not fully familiar with the concept, but I believe is when, and w- of course, if there's someone out there who's going, a cube is this, you numpties, is when you get a set selection of cards, so you draft out of a. So it's not fully Box. random, because yeah, because your core beginning batch of cards is off a list. Oh, okay. I believe, but then you draft out of that out of that list. I, I always imagine that. that box out of Hellraiser, one that opens up as the cube. When, <laughs> don't know why. Uh, when you say the cube to me, I think about uh, the really obscure 90s indie film. I think it's even called The Cube, the film. And they wake up in a room, not knowing where they are, and they have to escape the room. There you go. Yeah. Or sometimes I think about The Crystal Maze as well. I don't know why the word the cube makes me think of The Crystal Maze. That's a good program, man. That was a good program. I haven't checked out. Have you been watching it with Richard Ayuadi? Yeah, no, I watched it with the kids. They like it. Yeah, I've not, I've not got into the new version. No, he's funny, he is. Yeah, I, I, I've liked him since the crowd. Okay, I couldn't watch the episode with Big Nasty in with the kids because he's got a bit of a potty mouth. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The same reason why you can't let them listen to our recordings. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus, they'd find out about the strange relationship I have with their grandmother. That is the main reason, to be fair. That is the main reason. A uh, little known fact, actually, for the listeners. So Richard Ayoade, he's, uh, he's, he's a he actually writes and directs himself. He directed a uh, quite famous, well, I say quite famous. In, I, th- I think it's relatively well known. It's a, a little indie flick called uh, Submarine, and uh, Andy was actually responsible for cleaning the Parker jackets because it, it's a you know, it's a period piece. It was set in the early eighties for cleaning the Parker jackets of the main characters. Yeah, and Andy developed quite a reputation actually because he was able to get quite a vivid glow on the orange lining that uh, that that had never been seen before in cinematic history. Oh, do you remember them? I had one of them. Yeah, with the furry hood. Yeah, and the orange inside. I still wear. I still wear. Still wear it. <laughs> still just wear. Parker's. Like, yeah, it's just at my elbows. Like <laughs> it's got three stripes down the side. Yeah, of course. It, actually, the part my part the Parker that I do wear now is Adidas. <laughs> there you go. No joke. Yeah. Uh, so the Facebook survey. Go and check that out if you're interested. I think there's some interesting formats being listed there, and it, it's nice that. Uh, whiz kids are getting out into the dangerous territory of social medias uh, i mean when employees of whiz kids do step into the facebook arena they're always at risk of random people making requests of them 
<laughs> hashtag get Jimmy and Justin on MOD. Yeah, we'll say that again. Hashtag get Jimmy and Justin on MOD. So if you do hit the survey, when you finish, go to the comments. Just just slide that in the bottom. See how many we can get. Yeah, there's also been another survey put out. If you, You'll find it in the comments as well uh, about the Ministry of Dice. There is, yeah. Do, do check the one out as well. The last question, especially think about it before you answer. Mm. Uh, well, I think it's a very easy one to answer. I'm trading at the moment, but I'm hoping that I'll get a resurgence once this comes out. Well, I think the results speak for themselves, Andrew. <laughs> I'll get my mum on the case. Actually, I won't. She'll say you. Um, <laughs> moving, on. <laughs> moving on so here's another one for the listeners me and andy have recently been talking a lot about we we like to nosy it well uh, we've talked about the japanese listeners before for example we like to nosy at who on our stats who's been listening to the show we find it fascinating to think that me and andy on our little island getting together on skype chatting rubbish about dice masters has <laughs> somebody in these corners of the world are actually listening to what we have to say. It, it fascinates us daily. Uh, and Andy, you wanted to try and find out a little bit more about who these people are out there. Yeah, so we're going to hopefully, we'll see how it goes, bring in a little mini segment to the intro called Who Are Ya? And we'll have a little theme song about now. Sure, yeah, I'll drop it in now. Who are ya? Who are ya? Who are ya? And the idea is to give you a shout out. So if you are in the city over the last seven days when we record the intro, which has the most listens, then I will say that city. And if you uh, you pop us a note, uh, Facebook comments on the uh, on the blog, yeah. let us know who you are. In the next episode, we'll give you a shout out. If we don't hear from anyone, then uh, that would be uh, who are you fail, and we'll, <laughs> we'll say boo. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should do a little who are you fail sound. That's good. I'll work on that. Yeah, okay. We'll look into that. So for this week then, the location in the world that has had the most listeners in the last seven days is Sterling, United States. So I believe that's in North Virginia. I, I, I looked it up. That's a bit of prep. It's not like us. Yeah, for sure. It's um, In fact, it's still open on my desktop here. It's a uh, census-designated census place in L- Loudoun, Loudoun County, Virginia. Loudoun. Loudoun. Yeah, I think it's probably got a bit of a Frenchy twist to it. It's got a population of 27,822. So these individuals who are listening, you've got a bit of work to do. There's a big pool of potential Dice Masters players you, you could be um, pulling into the game there. Um, and it's home to the National Weather Service Weather Forecasting Office in the US. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. So if you are in Sterling, United States, and you are listening to us, pop up some message, and next episode we'll give you a shout-out. Yeah, uh, and if nobody comes out of the woodwork to let us know, it will be a Who Are You fail. That's right. I'm gutted, because the next one on the list is OK Ilya from Nigeria, okay, bizarrely okay, enough. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Nigeria. We're getting quite a few listeners in Nigeria at the moment. Uh, however, our Japanese listeners... <laughs> They're gone. 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 Nowhere in sight. Yeah, so sad days. We need to regain our fan base in the land of the rising sun. Yeah, so spam some Japanese Dice Masters groups. Yeah, I'll get on that. I'll start cool. tomorrow. Uh, and the last thing, the last thing in our intro, this is a, a bit of a um, slog. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Is that is that how you feel currently? You feel like this intro is turning into a slog? No, not at all. It was a pleasure to speak to you, mate. 
<laughs> there's always other national champions, Andy. Don't forget, I've still got that. They're still reviewing the terms of your agreement. Or are they? <laughs> so, uh, if you've not already listened to our birthday episode special, episode 26, which went out two weeks ago, go back and have a listen to that. We've got two competitions running at the moment. The first competition is our common Kate Bishop challenge. So, we've asked you, the dear listener, to take your common Kate Bishops out and about with you and take a photo of your common Kate Bishop in a random location. We'll collect those in. You can get them to us through uh, our Facebook page. If you search for the Ministry of Dice, you can tweet me at BritRollerMr6. You can go to the BritRoller6.com blog and do the contact us. That's where you can reach both of us there. Send us a photo of your common Kate Bishop. We'll, we'll build a gallery or post it straight to the wall on Facebook. Let others see if you're, if you're so inclined. Uh, and the most random or the most humorous location um, that someone's taken a picture with their common Kate Bishop will win one of our patented exclusive Ministry of Dice branded Mod Pods. Uh, and then the second competition, me and Andy played a game and recorded it on our last episode. And we'd like to know the question at hand is, what dice did I, that's Chris, the true Mr. Six, purchase in his first turn? Easy. Easy, yeah. We, as I said last last episode, we're, we're giving it away. Uh, and if you get the correct answer, that will also earn you a exclusive Ministry of Dice branded mod pod team carry case so go back and have a listen to that episode go find out what the uh, the first purchase i made on my turn was For, we've had a few people guess already uh i don't know they're guessing shriek i think you guys need to have a re-listen um re-listen to, to all our all, episodes all of them, yeah um because if, if you did you'd know that i would never ever ever purchase a shriek sonic boom because there would never ever be a street. Is it Sonic Boom or Sonic Beam? Sonic. That's on my desk. Sonic Beam. See, I don't even know the subtitle of the card. It's that rubbish. I would never have one on my team to be purchased. Worst uh, card so- in the game. Sonic Boom's the guy from Street Fighter, isn't it? Sonic Boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guy. That's probably John where that was. Yeah, that's probably where that was in my head from. Yeah. So go back and have a listen to that episode. What dice did Chris purchase in his first turn? Uh, get the answer across to us again. Go to our Facebook page, drop us a message there. That's the Ministry of Dice on Facebook. Go to Twitter, Brit Roller Mr. Six, and that's spelt out B R I T R O L L E R M R S I X. Um, and, and drop me a, a PM through Twitter, or of course, go to the blog, BritRoller6.com, and hit the contact us button. Yeah, so we've got two competitions running. Love to see what you've got. Yeah, and then was it his next episode that will announce the winners? Uh, is, is that it what we suggested? Yeah, the deadline is Tuesday the 14th of August. That's so, that for both of them, isn't it? That's for both of them, yep. So we will be announcing the winner in our episode on Monday the 20th of August. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So when this episode Side goes out, stuff. when this episode goes out, you'll have just one week left to get your entries in. Who brings you more? No one brings you more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay, well, that was quite a lengthy intro, so is it time to tell the listeners what we've got in this episode and get on with the show? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so we've got two segments for you in this episode. The first segment we're going to roll into is... Oh, man, what is it? I've done it again. We've recorded out of sequence again. 
Oh, uh, card art. Worst. Card art, yeah. So uh, we, me and Andy chosen to take a, a look at a different element of the Dice Masters game and discuss the card art on the Dice Masters card. So hopefully you'll find that segment <laughs> as interesting to listen to and as humorous to listen to as we found to record it. <laughs> I um, found that with that one, I find that my choices listening back were quite sentimental more than to do with the art. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thinking, thinking on it in hindsight, looking at it, it was like a little bit more... I'm not sure if it is the best card art, or it's just that I like the card. Okay, well, listeners, you let us know if you think Andy's been too sentimental and he's made a bad choice in terms of the card art. Uh, and then our other segment this week, we, there's a card we've had our eye on for some time. That's the super rare Captain Britain card for, well, clearly because he's Captain Britain and he needs talking about because we're a British dice masters podcast and so we're going to do well we were going to do a team brew but neither of us have really prepared very well for it so we did, we ended up doing what i called the team making brainstorm blag so we hope you enjoyed that one too it's equally as meandering and blathery as this intro <laughs> in fact we haven't recorded it yet so we can't really tell you what it's like yeah mate you're breaking the fourth wall illusion there <laughs> there's no illusion in what we do no, I'm sure, for sure. Well, the illusion would be that it is after now. Yeah, I've definitely got to call Kingpin, though, dude. Right. <laughs> Should have called Kingpin like five minutes ago. <laughs> Enjoy the show. You guys get on with the show. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. And for this next segment now, we'd like to talk about a different element on the Dice Masters cards. We speak a great deal about the game texts, but today we'd like to talk about the artwork for a bit of a change of pace. Yeah, that's right. There's some, there's some good artwork out there, but there's also some pretty shocking artwork out there as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so in preparation for this segment, Andy, you messaged me the other day saying, let's do, let's do a little bit of a chat about artwork. Let's maybe find our best and our worst. What's our favourite piece of artwork? What's our least favourite piece of artwork? It really sounds like a great chat to have. But when I actually started then engaging with it and flicking through the cards, there is... Some really shocking artwork in the Dice Masters game <laughs> that makes me think, who in their right mind sat down and chose that image for this card? War of Light. Well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned before that you're not a fan of for the War of Light, but it, it became ever increasingly difficult for me to make a choice for the worst card. I, I had a few, um, when it was my favourite, I, I had a few that immediately sprung to mind, which made that quite easy. But it was the worst card. And it's just simple things like, have you noticed how many pictures... The character, the part of their head is obscured by the card title and subtitle, or the character has got its back to, <laughs> to the you know to the camera view of the image. Yeah, it was just a random, just just a random picture. It's not even kind of like they're not even fully framed in the in the in the image, are they? It's just <laughs> yeah. like off to one side. And quite a few where I had to where I had to stop and go. Do you know what? I've never actually really taken in that picture, but what is it? you have to like i know that character i'm familiar with them from the comic books or from the movies or whatever but where are they actually in this picture you know what i mean insane absolutely insane so i've actually got a bit of a short list of my least favorite art cards and i might need some help from the listeners pinning it down i think i know which is my worst one but yeah but it it, as far as graphic design decisions go there's some interesting choices being made (laughs) that's <laughs> a really interesting <laughs> choice is being made so yes listener uh listeners that was uh quite a long intro to this segment but we have decided to choose 
two cards, one each of our least favourite artwork and our most favourite artwork, and have a bit of a chat. Why we like or dislike that image so much. So where should we start, Andy? Should we start with our likes or dislikes? Let's start with our dislikes. Yeah, get the get the yeah. eat the frog, get the worst bit out of the way first. Mm, okay. Nice corporate reference. Oh, you know that one. So uh it's reportedly the quote is Mark Twain. <clears throat> oh really? Yeah, and if you, he said if your task that day was to eat a frog, then make it eat it for breakfast or something like that. He said if, if your job that day is to eat two frogs, make sure you eat the biggest one first. There you go. Trust yeah. the Americans, eh? Yeah, but I don't know how accurate that is or whether it was in fact, you know, like one of those kind of urban myths. And then the internet is like those memes that hit Facebook. You know, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln says vote Trump sort of thing. <laughs> maybe it was like being literal. He was actually talking about eating frogs. Eating frogs, yeah, maybe, yeah. Indeed, he was He was from the deep south. I suspect there's a lot of frogs. There's some marshy kind of areas around yeah. there, isn't there? Didn't Tom Sawyer so- live, in the, live in a kind of marshy area? I'm sure he did. I'm sure we'll find out <laughs> He's not now you've said that. Yeah, sure. One of our colonial listeners will, I'm sure, will, will let us know how accurate or inaccurate we are. But yeah, let's eat the frog then. Okay, would you like to start or shall I, sir? Oh, after you, mate. Oh, dude. I, okay. I've been struggling with this. I've been struggling with this. So I'll give you the narrative. My first instinct went to our often referenced create food and water. <laughs> <laughs> however I, I eliminated that for the same reason that i think you've eliminated it because we've already spoken about how ridiculous the image is on that card the fact that there's no water in the picture it should be just create food <laughs> so that so i put that one to one side so right let's have a real think about this my head went straight to when you say dodgy artwork my head went straight to Yu-Gi-Oh. all right as a set because all those shoddy screenshots of, of <laughs> but actually they're not that bad it just it, it just looks a bit crappy because it's screenshots of from the cartoon but there, mm. there's one particularly bad one in there well two that that stood out to me obelisk the tormentor have you ever seen that one yeah it's black and blue robot thing yeah and you can't really the image you can't really make a thing out on it and equally the action crush card virus i had to really stare at it to go what's going on in this picture but I eliminated that, and I'll tell you as for why. Because it's screenshots from the cartoon, and I think... Yeah. Um, so that, that's where I was at with that, but I changed my mind then. Then I, then I went to one that has always bugged me, which is the Squirrel Girl, the promo Squirrel Girl, Kit Butts and Eats Nuts. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one. She's kind of all shadowy with, with angry red eyes and teeth, and I just... I'll tell you the reason why that one bothers me, is because it doesn't feel like it's true to the character of Squirrel Girl. Like, it's more aggressive and... and combative than i feel the character really is i feel like she's a bit more of a comedy character but that was boring so i finally yeah. settled on here's my whole story oh no there was one more the mindless one where with the red lasers coming out of his eyes just looks rubbish but i finally settled on captain america from the age of ultron set and this one's bothered me for ages and ages and ages have you got one there to have a look at i'm just gonna load it up and have a look i know what you're saying you know what i'm saying I can hear you tapping away on the keyboard. So the first thing that bothered me about it was that it was a card I played quite a bit when it when it came out. And so it was just there on my team all the time and I was looking at it. But he just looks so freakishly disproportionate in every single way. His head looks small on that massive body. His arms look really skinny and thin. And how is his legs doing what they're doing on the picture? It is a very good choice. Yeah, his head just looks like really shrunken and weird, and his legs—your legs can't do that. And it's—it's like his waist is, 
slightly off centre to the rest of his body. Can you see sort of like where his where his waist he's got his belt and it's like his legs are just slightly off to the left of him. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got a tiny little head. Yeah, and the, that arm off to the, the right-hand car- side of the card as you're looking at it just seems really weird. Like a, <laughs> like a weird sticky little arm on him. I don't know, but it, it bugged me and has bugged me forever and ever and ever because it was a card that I played a lot as well, so it was just there on the table in the team bothering me. I'm like, it looks weird. <laughs> just, just not right. And this guy gets hired to draw comic books for a living. Yeah, and then someone picked that image and went, I know, that would be blinding to put on a Dice Masters card. Yeah. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. No. So Especially when the promo one is so good as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it just bends my head. Just completely bends my head, that card. It just, it looks just really wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought that there's a blinding choice. So there you go, mate. That's my, yeah, there's my worst. Okay, right, now to my, again, I've got a short list or a, a notable mentions. I didn't think Yu-Gi-Oh! When I, I, I thought War of Light to start off with, just well. because I just hate the overall artwork of War of Light. <laughs> just rubbish. And um, funnily enough, my actual kind of ones that I ended up thinking of didn't come from War of Light. Oh, really? Uh, I know. Uh, bizarrely enough, there's some notable mentions from, from some sets where I think the card art as a whole is amazing. There's things like uxm red hulk which i really like this card. i actually used i mean not the heroic version but uh, the card but the actual art is a bit obscured by the text it's like he's just peeking his head over the text um (laughs) (laughs) which is a bit bobbins and then i ended up looking at the age of ultron set which is again one of my favorite sets the gamora looks weird oh it's like a, a painted one which is in like a kinky little outfit yeah, she looks like like a D and D character. Yeah, I know the one you mean. She's got the, that kind of um, V cut dress thing, barely concealing her mammary glands. Her jubblies, yeah, and and she's wearing um, gypsy hoop earrings. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah, I know the one so, you mean. But my choice for worst artwork on a Dice Masters card goes to Captain Universe from the Age of Ultron set. <laughs> okay it's got like a glowing pattern on her if i remember correctly oh it's, it's like a, a, a shop mannequin <laughs> that's, that's gone paintball in <laughs> shop mannequin that's gone paintball crash test dummy yes yeah that's it just doesn't inspire me to use that car i mean other than the fact that the abilities on all of them i think are pretty shocking especially the super rare which I think was one of the first ones I pulled. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll pick out of mine or yours, though. I think I'd definitely be going um, Captain America, though. You're right, that is one of the worst cards. Yeah, just all ever, weird and ever. disproportionate and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so there's worst art. But overall, I think, actually, we, we can. there are times where we've been pretty let down with the, the quality of artwork choices, considering the, the vast depth of comic book artists and content that they could be diving into to get their images. It seems a bit, uh, a bit disappointing. So let's yeah, get like, that. Oh, go on. I was going to say, isn't it like 75 years worth of Marvel comics that there's a, a, a choice from? You imagine that there's multiple yeah. comics coming out on a weekly basis. That's a hell of a lot of artwork to choose from. Yeah. And they just, yeah, I just can't get my head around. Although what I have noticed more so with the DC than the Marvel 
is images repeating themselves across games. Uh, and one one particular one that springs to mind is the Two Face image from the. It's the, the you know the Two Face who does his damage when he's blocked. What set was that? World's finest. World's finest. Yeah, the Two Face where he's flipping the coin. I've seen that very image. <clears throat> and the scarecrow actually from the world's finest on in the DC deck builder game. Oh right. Yeah, so I, I wonder if the companies Marvel and DC perhaps just hand game manufacturers or licensees like a set of stock images or something. Oh maybe. And they have to just do the best that they can with what they're handed potentially. But if that is the case then that is very disappointing because as you rightfully say, you know, you've got decades upon decades of all this quality artwork, artists that are considered the best in their field and they're just sort of digging up weird random disproportionate <laughs> Captain Americas, you know, or um angry squirrel girls that aren't true to the heart of the card. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> Oh, I've missed one out, actually. I've missed one out. I've just remembered one that I was looking at just as a patented Chris tangent. The promo Rip Hunter's chalkboard. The freezer. <laughs> yeah. If it That's didn't, a freezer. If it didn't have the title on it, you would look at it and go, what? Is it just someone opening the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most... I mean, I realise it's a chalkboard, and that's a, a difficult card to find a dynamic image for. But yeah, I was just you get a, you 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 receive a shiny promo like that as something special, and you look at it and think, oh, well, that looks that like nice. Yeah, looks like she's it's just in the fridge. And it's all dark, so like it's like midnight snack. Rip Hunter's midnight snack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've I've just got up for a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. All right, let's get out of this dirty stuff then. Let's get to the better stuff. Let's talk about our best, our favourite. Uh, do you want to go first this time, my man? Uh, go on then. Yeah, I immediately went to AVX and UXM for artwork that I really like. I, I think it's because it's simpler. AVX in particular, it is pretty much just a good full-on close-up of the character. does what it says on the tin. I think it works, whereas the more you go on, they try different things and zoom out or whatever. But... For the first set, especially ABX, every character's one I know. Everyone's a kind of a good, kind of solid close-up of the character. So I kind of flicked through my binder of them. And notable mentions for this lot, I've got Hulk from ABX. Oh, That's sure, yeah. Cool, Nice-looking card. Uh, Thor's pretty cool. I think that's more of a modern cartoon image, I think. The other way, but Deadpool looks really nice. The one I chose, oh yeah, Black Panther from UXM, that's a cool looking one, is my favourite Marvel character. There's many people's favourite Marvel character, which is the Iron Man from UXM, because he's in the uh, black and gold, I don't know what it's called, probably some special armour. Power suit. Power suit. Yeah, I don't know, I just made that up. 80s shoulder padded power suit you know um, you know who would know uh james blore he was saying on his trivia quiz rundown the other day that uh, in his youth he was a big iron man fan and used to be very into iron man's changing armors and what they could do and stuff so james give us a shout let us know what what the black and gold one's all about but yeah i like that that is i think my favorite there's some beautiful op cards i like the what was it legion of doom 
where they're like quite 2D. Yeah, the classic retro cartoon look on them. Yeah. Yeah, nice looking. The the Hulk, which I'd love to get my hands on, and I still haven't. The prize from Nationals 2016. That's a beautiful looking card. Very much like that one. Would like one for my collection. If anyone's got one spare, then let me know. Mm. But yeah, my, my choice is pretty simple, I suppose. It's just a nice close up of him with his fist out going pew 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 whatever whatever he does looking all mean <laughs> and pew 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 there we go all right. not bad. The, the super rare is, isn't too bad as well with the doesn't take any damage from villains just as a side point there you go yeah thank you very much okay no problem uh well i'll give you i'll give you a few of my notable mentions before i before i lay down my fave so uh, here's an interesting uh, little angle on this i found that a number of my favorite artwork was on promo cards and not in core sets which i I can see yeah which which was a an interesting little twist on it so notable mentions the collector's box the uxm collector's box professor x recruiting young mutants where he's kind of in the um the grant morrison black leather x outfit it's a piece of frank quietly artwork who's one of my favorite artists and he's kind of putting his cerebro helmet on big fan of that one in fact frank quietly is absolutely i'd probably not one of my favorite artists but possibly my most favorite artist i'd recommend anyone check out um a, a short graphic novel of his called we three guy's got a incredibly cinematic eye it takes him forever to actually produce a book though because of his process um, that a bit like that justice league chap that we spoke about alex Ross. yeah his is more about computer generated coloring frank quietly well, i don't like that picture from, from professor x well, it's a good thing like, it's not your choice right now, then, isn't it? <laughs> Looks like he's, like, sucked a lemon and smelt fire at the same time. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Moving on, yeah. Um, uh, I like the Batman, the Adam West Batman Terror of Crime Alley. <laughs> Although, following my own rules, I had to eliminate it because it's not really artwork. Scotty Young's stuff on the Groot and the Rocket Raccoon and the Power Bolt from the promo set. Oh, yeah, they are cool. Yeah, I particularly like the group with Rocket on his shoulder with his big laser gun, giving it a cuddle. Uh, one card I've always had a, f- a fondness for is the what, Luke Cage from the Defenders team pack, where he's just sitting having a coffee and Daredevil's next to him having a butty, you know. <laughs> just chilling, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, just chilling cool. out. It's got a nice bit of flavour to it. Actually, one non-promo card that I've uh, had a bit of soft spot for is Boom Boom from the X-Men First Class, particularly the foil version. You know, where she's kind of doing the shush and she's got... It's the um, it's the little ball of energy that she's kind of holding behind her back. Looks really cool on the foil version. Very eye-catching. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. But my winner, my top spot, was Beast, mm-hmm. Nefarious Geneticist. Oh, let me have a look. Let me find him. The, well, the first thing that appeals to me is that it's the villain version of the Beast. It's the, to not to bog you down in comic book lore, but this is an alternate reality Beast, which is he's very, uh, he's evil. He likes to tinker around with people's genetics and create these, these like torture rooms where he's just stripping people's genetics and messing with them and stuff. So it's, yeah, the image just kind of sits thematically right with the choice that this is the villainous version of him. And yeah, there's just something about the way the shadow and the light works on the picture, kind of got his claws out and he's leaning forward he's got his goggles on his forehead which because he's you know he's been doing mad scientist stuff you know steampunk cosplay yeah or that maybe yeah, yeah maybe uh, maybe maybe is or, or maybe he's been going to comic book conventions as dr horrible <laughs> one of the three 
yeah, one of the three, I'm sure. But yeah, I like just the way he's kind of coming out in the shadows, the lights illuminating his face, like he's just kind of leapt out at someone and gone, I'm going to kick your head in, you know, which again seems to work. But yeah, there's just something about it that I think is really eye-catching and um, it really stands out. So my version of that was given to me at Worlds by none other than Shadowmeld, the nefarious geneticist himself. And he signed it. Oh. But that must be very precious to you. It is. It's in my little special book. Yeah. Yeah, well, that takes me back to the old, old prep area days. When podcasts on Dice Masters were good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they actually gave you, like, team builds and uh, interesting thematic <laughs> formats to try out and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. All that unlimited confidence stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So there's my choice. Yeah, Beast, Nefarious Geneticist. That's cool. You go for like the more kind of painting style, don't you? Um, I suppose I do, actually. I've, I've never thought of that, but yeah, I suppose I do. I do kind of lean more towards that type of stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't sell Frank Quietly Short, though, um, based on... Well, I think he is a bit Marmite. Some people love him, some people hate him, but I wouldn't sell him short based on that Professor X one. He's got some belting eye for, for action as well. He draws action really well. Mm. Yeah. All right then, yeah. there we go. Our best and our worst choices in terms of artwork. Um, so yeah, uh, please do let us know what your choices are. I'd be really interested to hear um, what you guys, our dear dear listeners, have as your favourites and the things that really stand out for you in terms of the artwork and the ones that you think might be a little bit on the uh, dodgy side. And um, so drop us a comment. Head over to the blog, drop us a comment, or throw it up on Facebook, or tweet me, or Andy, or whatever, uh, and let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are about the artwork in Dice Masters. Yeah, should we set up a little gallery? We could set up threads on the Facebook page. We could have a favourite artwork and worst artwork, and we could put ours on there, and then people can add on the comments images of ones that they hate or love. Yes, let's do that. It'd be fun. Let's do that, yeah. Let's see what comes. Let's see what comes. Hey, we, we are getting better with this Facebook malarkey, aren't we? I know. I know. I've been on a course. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Is that what it is? Well, very good. I'm glad to be benefiting from the course. No problem. Did you do the course face-to-face or online? Was it a webinar? <laughs> webinar. It was, it, was, it was a course on cake making, but it was still a course. Sure. Did you start with the Create Food? That's where the Create Food and Water came from. Create Food and Water came yeah. from. Water. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made the cake levitate in the middle of the air. It was blinding course. Yeah. But nothing to wash it down with. No, it was very dry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's what happens when you bake your cakes for magic spells rather than doing it the old-fashioned way, I suppose. It's true. These cards are quite good. Just flicking through there are um, cards of us. One's from Matt Jordan. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, the... It's Captain Britain, the image that he chose for your good self. Um, from the, I think it's from an old Excalibur book, which is a like a European spin-off of the X-Men. Oh, you, cool. You may or may not be aware of. And the character he chose for me is a character called Manchester Black, who's a Superman villain. Um, although, uh, even though he's a Superman villain, I believe he's... There's like a weird sort of thing. There's like this character. I think he's, he's it's hard to explain really, but there was uh, a book called The Authority, uh, which was written by Mark Miller and drawn by Frank Quietly for some period of time also. Or maybe Brian Michael Bendis. 
Pretty checky knowledge out. I know, I'm amazing, aren't I? Um, and there was a character in there who was a replacement. He was the villain. And the government wanted to replace the super team and they took over. And there was a character in there who was uh, like Manchester Black. He had the jackets and the Union Jack um, T-shirts and stuff. And he was like this sort of uh, wizardy type character. All, all kind of riffing on the Hellblazer, John Constantine. But there's, there's also a guy who appears in Warren Ellis's Planetary as a as a brief character in one of the one of the serial uh, sections in that, who's this kind of leather coat wearing Union Jack T-shirt kind of British punky kind of guy, uh, and then there's also elements of it in another character of Warren Ellis's called Spider Jerusalem from possibly the finest comic book ever committed to print called Transmetropolitan. There you go. There you go. Check out some of them. Mic drop. So even though Manchester Black is a Superman villain, I think there's something of a weird sort of nod of the hat to one another, like this this sort of cliquey circle of artists and writers who are very friendly and know each other. Derek Robertson and John Cassidy, uh, Warren Ellis, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Michael Oming, you know, all these guys, who Frank Quietly, Grant Morrison, who are all ex on, on the proper patented Chris Tangent here, aren't I? Yeah, nice. yeah, but they're all X. So it, just to take it back even further, just getting down to the real root of it, they're all X two thousand and AD writers. That's how they knew each other. They all used to work and write and publish together because uh, most of them are from the UK on two thousand AD. Oh, nice! I remember getting that as a kid. Mm. Love that. Yeah. So there you go. I'll, I'll end my patented Chris tangent. But Manchester Black, yeah, that's who he's chosen for me. Um, although, as I said at the time, and will repeat now, everyone seems to be under the impression that I'm the bad boy and you're the whiter than white kind of Captain Britain superhero type. And I've, yeah, got, right. I've got the MP3 recordings of all our conversations, and I can tell the listeners that that is simply not the case. It is. Don't listen to him. That is a dark, dark mind on the other end of this line. Hot back. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> right let's wrap this segment up we've gone on a right ramble here yeah all right then so uh, let us know folks keep an eye out for that gallery on facebook welcome back folks and for this next segment now we'd like to have a little bit of a chat about a card that's caught our eye that we've had our eye on for a little while and that card specifically is captain britain iron man Although for the purposes of the remainder of this segment, I'm just going to refer to him as Captain Britain. I feel like the Iron Man bit is superfluous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, we'll just focus on the Captain Britain bit. He's caught our eye because we're a British podcast and, well, he's Captain Britain and he's got the Union Jack on the card and therefore we should be building teams with him. Yeah, he's the only reference to Britain out of all the cards, isn't it? Yes, sadly, that is the case. So he came with the Guardians of the Galaxy set. Shall I do the rundown of the card's details? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's a four-cost... So he's what they call these alternative universes, isn't he? Um, so What-ifs, is it? What-ifs, what that's it. Yeah, he's a four-cost what-if. So he he's four, but he's then mass, bolt, shield, and fist energy required. He's an Avenger affiliation. He is a... 0422253373 on his stat line. Subtitle is Union Jack Mark 1. And his game text reads, You may not use wild energy to purchase this die. This text may not be ignored. And then, while Captain Britain Iron Man is active, whenever you field a character die or use a basic action die, you may purchase a copy of that die for up to three less, which to a minimum of one. Uh, and then just... Uh, 
because he's a what if card, he's a max die one. Um, so that's a that's a really interesting game test, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think I think there's possibility in it, but I haven't really explored that possibility. We we must confess at this point, although we said it in the intro, that we're both really rather under underprepared for this. So this is less a team brew and more of a what did I call it? A team building brainstorm blag. Yeah. Yeah, so so we're freestyling at this stage. Um, but do you have any initial thoughts, any gut instinct thoughts that are coming out of you there, Andy, as to what you might want to combo up with this bad boy? Yeah, I suppose you could combo up with super rare Yuanti, pseudo dragon, um, the yeah. one cost act. <laughs> yeah, bat what? signal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. but you, I think you've got a possibly a winning team on your hands there. You could, yeah, maybe you just don't buy Captain Britain. But actually, uh, initial thoughts is I'm trying to use the Team Builder on the Dice Coalition website. Do check them out at www.dicecoalition.com. The really expensive Parademon Swarm, the four-cost Parademon Swarm, because whatever you're using his ability on, you're going to have to buy, or you're going to have to want to buy more than one, because else, what's the point? So Swarm... A high cost swarm, so you filled it, you buy another one, in this case for Parademon, the four cost when Parademon is active, deal one damage to target opponent when you draw an extra die from the swarm keyword. So that would make sense. So you fill the Parademon, you've already got Captain Britain out. You're going to want to get him out early as well, aren't you? Actually, not going to really make much of his ability. Then you're buying another one for one, and you can start kind of cycling them through. That was my initial thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, so that's an interesting idea. So those swarmers that you generally dismiss if they're higher than a two cost, which I think that that's generally accepted practice, isn't it? You just dismiss a swarmer if it's more than two cost. Use this as a way of getting those higher price swarmers into into your game. Uh, I tell you what, I was I was on Discord the, uh, a while ago and um, I was looking at swarmers. I can't remember for, for what reason. And I was looking for a shield swarmer and there was only one I could find and that was the giant spider. And I think he's a three cost as well. And therefore, whatever it was I was trying to put together, I just immediately dismissed it because I was like, well, who's? I'm not buying a three cost swarmer. Nobody does that. No, three is better than four, isn't it? But it's still... But still, yeah. In any case, Captain Britain, once you fielded your first one, he, he would make the remainder cost one wouldn't he yeah you'd have to kind of tie up so you'd have to field it buy another one and i suppose attack with it and hope he well the first one maybe leave in there but for the remainder you want to try and field either knock out with malekith or viewed if you're um you're going golden so that you can keep fielding him in and doing that cycle and getting the rest kind of cheaply yeah yeah Absolutely. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I'm a big fan of uh, the Parademon card, actually. I like the, I think it's the Uncommon, the one that does a point of damage to your opponent every time you draw an extra dice from Swarm. I used to pair it up with Darkseid thematically, and making my sidekick Swarmers, just as a patented Chris tangent. Not relevant to what you're talking about there. (laughs) (laughs) But just saying, big fan of that one. Yeah, so that's interesting. So clearly that idea of um, something that you want, one in the field, but then want your other's cycling through in your bag is a is part of that yeah yeah it it, it does say basic action or character as well is there anything in the basic action space that we think might be might be a good match up for filling your bag up quickly with stuff again you want something that multiple are going to help you 
So I was just mulling over a big entrance to try and speed up that swarm purchase. Yeah. Uh, but you don't really want more than one big entrance. One's no, more than enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's largely used for that, that early rush kind of strategy, isn't it? But something like Magic Missile. Oh, yeah. So just shame um, those up. Three in a row. Two, four, six damage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, or unstable canister. That could be quite devastating. I was thinking about ramp cards. So in golden, you know, superhero registration act, and or investigation as is popular currently. Although I suspect you would probably bought them up sooner than you'd have got Captain Britain out, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right there. Well, um, you're looking at more expensive ones. So the front line is something that that I think we've we've probably spoken about before. Five cost gives all your characters plus three. Getting that yeah. for two, and then being able to get well, we have to buy one when you have to buy one for five, and then your remaining ones for two, and then get them coming around so you're constantly either buffing each turn for plus three, or some kind of you want something that gets them in the bag. What's that Malekith that you can put actions in your bag? Is there one? Uh, that's the super rare. That's the super rare with the global on it that does that. I've been using that with my uh, Boom Boom team recently. I think that's probably where you're getting that little echo <laughs> in the mind. I think you probably am. Yeah. But yeah, the, the idea of using the front line to give everything a buff, getting it in your bag, buying another one, and then slowly <laughs> you're ending up with, with them coming out each turn and you can just keep smacking away at them at plus nine. Yes, yeah, and that would be pretty terrifying. I'm sorry, folks, I've just been distracted by... So the hashtag competitive wife, I'm recording in the room that has the drinks cabinet in it right now. And she has tiptoed in, very conscious of the fact that I'm recording currently, uh, <laughs> taken a bottle of gin out of the drinks cabinet, Ooh. poured a, um, a healthy... Is that a healthy, a healthy measure of gin, is it? It's not a healthy measure of gin. That's like a healthy measure of gin for an elephant. Um but just shot me a kind of glance over the shoulder like, is he paying attention to the fact that I'm pouring myself a massive gin? It's not how much you drink, love. It's the relationship that you have with it. <laughs> so my apologies, Andy. I was momentarily distracted there. No problem. However, that would be quite devastating. Yes, I agree. I think the problem with it is, I suppose to my mind, is that if you are ramping up, so you're getting yourself in a position to buy the Captain Britain first which is a challenge in itself is a four cost which is you know reasonable to get to but it's the fact that you have to have the combination of the four energy yeah. then, then if you're going to use his card uh, the the advantage of his card is there for getting more expensive cards at a discount you've got to ramp up to the first purchase of one <laughs> and if you put yourself in a in a board state where you can ramp up to buy one then usually you're in a position to replicate that because you, you'll be using that for your churn as well won't you yeah do you, do you get what i mean so I, I think it is about getting a three or a four cost character or dice down to the cost of one perhaps i don't know and the more the more we're talking about it the more i'm going off him yeah that's a shame isn't it i was thinking the same because yeah how about this for an idea then okay so you have Cap- captain britain iron man or just captain britain you have all four energy fixes and Professor X, <laughs> and then you guaranteed him turn five. 
Yeah, but then you've only got two, <laughs> two <laughs> slots left in your team to do anything with. What, what that was then that came out of you sounds like the sort of thing that Russell on the double burst comes up with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're guaranteed to buy them turn three because you can field a sidekick your turn, field a sidekick their turn, your turn their turn, and then you can energy fix all four sidekicks back to each different energy type and buy them. And then, and then, and then go crazy on... Your bag's full, but... Billy then, Clubs and... And, um... What's the one that does... frosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just go absolutely mental on, on the actual actions. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I'm going to... I want to look these up now. What does the Bifrost, the rare Bifrost do? I don't think I've ever actually read it. Oh, is the rare Bifrost what Laurier was using at the Canadian Nationals? Is it something where you field one, you can bring another one in from used? That's exactly right. Yeah, I've just looked it up there. When you field a character Stick die, you may field target character die in your use pile on the same level for free. Unless uh, you've used the ability to do it, which they errated, I think. Oh, okay. Well, for sure. But um, when you field a character... So we haven't got many character dies to be fielding here, have we? You can, you can <laughs> field a Professor up. X, for two, buy it for two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can't buy it for two. We've got to buy it for five first. And then buy it for two. And then buy it for two. Right. And you could probably move it in from used. So right now, my field consists of a Captain <laughs> Captain Britain Iron Man, a single Professor X, two sidekicks, <laughs> and then I'm just rotating around a Bifrost. A billy Club, rare Billy Club, you know, that could be quite good for removal. Yeah, and, and Mjolnir. Then, you can start zapping off all their, um, well, doing damage to all their characters and then KOing one. Yes, yeah. So that could have some potentially destructive power. I think the Armborn, doesn't that do something for Immortals? Is that the fist one? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, my knowledge is dried up now. I never want to make a fist because I'm passive. How do you, how do you spell Yarnborn? Oh, it's, it's got Bjorn. Yeah. It's got a, a B. Bjorn. Yeah. Yeah, he purchases a character die with a mortal for three energy less and add it to another one. Or four less. A little bit. Right, well, so what you want to do is get a massive immortal. <laughs> that's, Buy it. That's card slot number seven. <laughs> for three less. <laughs> yeah. With Celestial and then you feel it, and you can buy another one for six less. Yeah, so who's your big immortals? We might be onto something crazy here, man. All the while filling your bag up with billy clubs and molniers to stop your opponent from ever having a field. That sounds sounds perfect. I can't spell immortals. Immortals. Uh, Boulder, he's a six-cost. Fandral's a five-cost. Heimdall is a six-cost. Oh, Hella, seven-cost Hella. Makes your active character dice have immortal. That could mm. be interesting. Although you'd want the, you'd want the Yarnborn that makes your immortals have a stat boost and the overcrush, wouldn't you? Yeah, it was Heimdall, rare one for a seven. He's mortal when field did draw and roll one die for each character with the immortal, guessing that's the immortal keyword, in the field zone. Yeah. So if you've got him out, you can buy another one <laughs> and you can use the, uh, what, what makes them all immortals? Oh, that's Hela, isn't it? So you'd have to have Hela and Heimdall out and you can... Right, so to be very clear now then, we've got Captain Britain Iron Man, <laughs> Billy Club, Yarnborn, Molnir, and uh, Bifrost. 
yeah. all the rare versions with the global fixes. New PXG, Heimdall, and Hella. <laughs> Have I got that right? <laughs> We're changing the meta. We, right we are here, the meta. right now. Two sidekicks by the conclusion of everyone's first turn. Two sidekicks by the conclusion of everyone's second turn. Energy fix them. Buy your Captain Britain. Churn him for your bag for three turns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Load up on Heimdall's like a maniac. You're looking at a win turn 15. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> okay, well, there's an idea. Please, somebody try that and let us know how it goes. Please. Somebody's probably had. Uh, there'll be someone out there. As like I said, Russell. Russell at the double burst will have done it once, I'm sure. Let us know, Russell. I bet you have. Bet he has, yeah. Just that 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 bloody-minded determination to do his to do his combo, you know. I bet he has. All right, okay. Well, so so that could be a way to go. But other, otherwise, uh, we're we're buying our high-cost swarmers for cheaper. That's that's where we're at with that one. Yeah, I mean that's quite a good idea as well. That parademon where you do is it do one damage when you pull a swarm character when you draw a character for swarm yeah so maybe just load up and loads of other swarm what else what other high cost swarmers are there uh i don't know let's see who can type the fastest and find a list of swarm characters there's definitely none that are seven cost let's have a battery battle stack when you feel when fielded you may move a sidekick from your used pile under this character die while he's Giant spider, but it's golden because it's yeah, they need, need another like swarming shield. Yeah, they definitely need a swarming shield. Oh, the Cree Captain, the new Cree Captain as well. Oh, and I'll tell you what else is expensive swarmers, although um I can't lay my fingers on it right now because I'm using the sidekick app on my iPad. There, there's a an orc. Like a three or a four cost orc that's five max die that's a swarmer. Oh, let's have a look. Are you on the Dice um, Coalition? I think it was in one of their spoilers. Uh, it's not on their team builder. That's a battle for Faran Hawk. Let's have a look. Old man plays with computer. We'll all sit quietly while Andy works his computer. Um, you can do it, Andy. You can do it. I can't see it. Uh take a lifetime i'm certain somebody somebody again will come out, i'm sure will come out of the woodwork and, and let us know but i'm certain there was a five cost or a four cost max dice five orc wow team pack with swarm here we go see the dog agrees with me it does indeed orc boy slugger error you do not have permission to edit don't edit it I feel another Christmas episode special about Andy's computer <laughs> skills coming on. Oh, it's not letting me have a look. It's just giving us the names. <clears throat> All right. Well, one to look at for another day, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So, okay, we've come to the conclusion then that Captain Britain, for all our patriotic love of the card, and for the for the superficial feel of quality about the game text is actually probably not as beneficial as it might appear on the surface no it's one of those cards when you first look at it and you think mm, yeah and then no yeah those fielding costs as well are, 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 are three costs at the top end 
Yeah, you don't see many of them, do you? (laughs) Batman. Batman's quite often a three-cost. Yeah, Hulk. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for you're right. It looks you look at it and go, "Wow, you could do a lot of stuff with that." But now we've actually sort of started laying something down to drive for the <laughs> for the podcast for all the pain of matching up your energy, getting him out, paying the fielding cost for him, and then ramping up to the initial purchase. I mean, I suppose if there was a big character that you wanted multiples of storming down the field on the cheap, yeah, I mean that Thanos, the nine cost that's Overcrush from. Age of Ultra, and that would still going to make him a six cost, isn't it? Yeah, but um, oh yeah, that's true. But a six, you can get a six cost down to a three cost. So if there was if there was a six cost, what's a six cost character that that you've often thought, oh, if I had two of these, that'd be devastating. Um, the Hulk with no text from Guardians. Is it Guardians? Yeah, I think it's the vanilla one. That's a six cost, isn't he? Six cost. He's got massive stats and only one fielding cost. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ramp up to your first one, but then buy two more for three apiece. That could yeah. be could be something in that. So maybe a, a closer look is required of the the six costs. However, this segment has already gone on for a kingpin amount of time. So well, hopefully that that was entertaining or had some kind of thought provoking ideas in it. <laughs> I swear people are going to stop listening to us going, these pair are just trolling us. It's a, it's a practical joke that's been going on for a year and a month now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's put the listener out of their misery, shall we? Yeah. I still haven't found these orcs. I've been looking for them for ages. Uh, okay. I am possibly now starting to feel like I've made them up in my head. I know. I'm sure they're there. I can't find the uh, the spoilers. There must be somewhere. Yeah. Well, okay then, listeners. We're clearly in need of some help with this one. So, help us make Captain Britain work. We we love all things British on the Ministry of Dice. We are by royal appointment, after all. But we can't seem to get this card on the table. Uh, we're clearly not coming up with any no. good ideas to combo it with. So, give us some help. Get, get in touch and let us know. Have you built a Captain Britain Iron Man team? Did it work? How well did it work? What were your ideas? Um, and you know, if, if if we hear some good stuff, we'll give you a mention on the next episode. Yeah. Yes, we will. Yes, we will indeed. I think even Andy switched off, and he's an active participant in this conversation. So we'll wrap that one up there. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And that, folks, brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording that. Except for that last segment, which Andy didn't seem to enjoy at all by the end. <laughs> I was enjoying it. I was just trying to search for uh, that orc card. I still haven't found it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we are in need of desperate help this week folks just contact us with stuff I've, i must have asked the listeners about 10 inquiries there so yeah we'll be back in two weeks with episode 28 i think i said before that's that's monday the 20th of august yeah yep. get your competition entries in yes please absolutely or you know just drop us a note to say hi if you feel so inclined if you're in sterling yeah give us a shout from sterling give us a shout we need to know who are you Big up yourself in Sterling. Yeah, big up. Wow. But in the meantime, I've been Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. Hashtag Get Jimmy and Justin on MOD. Absolutely. Let's get Jimmy and Justin on the MOD. It's a movement. It's it's a movement. We're starting a movement. (laughs) Don't be a laggard. You want to be at the top end of that. Early adopt. Aye.
Is that um, where we're going to end it? Just yeah, there. just there. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we are a pair of idiots, aren't we? Yeah, we'll just keep going to this so obscure that it's just random noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boing. Boo, boo, boo. There we go.